0: Are you ready to stand out and build a successful brand as a yoga teacher or wellness entrepreneur? If yes, this episode is for you. It doesn't matter if you're just getting started or if you've been in business for a while. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You just need to get started. I'm talking to Danielle Conner, website designer and branding expert Extraordinaire. She's sharing five ways to make your brand stand out in this episode and really makes this whole process of creating your brand so easy and fun. I love talking to her and I'm so happy to have her on the show. So let's get started.
1: Hi, Danielle. Welcome to the Blissful Biz Podcast. Hi, Suzanne. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to
0: have you here. So nice. Um, um, We just had a little bit um, with someone who also so excited to talk about branding and websites and all those things. Um, Yeah. So um, just share a little bit about, about yourself and what you do with our audience.
1: Yeah, definitely. Hi, everyone. So my name's Danielle and I work with female entrepreneurs to help them create gorgeous brands and websites to help them stand out in their industry and connect with their dream clients and really set their business up for success and allow them the opportunity to show up as their highest selves, doing what they love and just making the biggest impact possible in the world. And I get so excited getting to cheer on my clients and seeing what they do in their brand and business and yeah, I just it gets me so, it gets me so excited thinking about that. And so I um, offer custom services, semi custom services. I have website templates on Show It, as well as a upcoming brand and website course that will be launching soon.
0: Um, how did you get started in that kind of business, like branding yeah. and websites?
1: I have always been super creative. Ever since I was little, I was always that little girl who would spend hours in the afternoon doing crafts, like anything creative, you know, I I was doing it. And so then when I got to high school, um, my high school started offering kind of digital media classes and um, like a desktop publishing class. So I started dabbling in that. And then my high school offered a digital media academy and I was the first um, year. So kind of the inaugural year in that of students. And I realized like, I loved graphic design. I thought it was such a fun, creative outlet. And it really just all felt so natural. So then from there, I went to a local university here in Vancouver called Emily Carr um, University of Art and Design. And I did my undergrad in communication design. And then I graduated from that. And I was actually working in corporate for a bit and realized that that was not my cup of tea. (laughs) It just wasn't for me. And so then I decided that I wanted to start my own business and work um, for myself and get to work with other incredible, amazing female entrepreneurs. And so I got to do that and I left corporate and I'm coming up on almost four years of running my own business and getting to work with just incredible women um, across the country and continent.
0: That's so amazing. And it's really interesting because we do so sort of similar things now. But my my background is also like I was working in advertising, but I was on the account management side. So yeah. I was always like working with great designers and um, copywriters and developers, but I was always like having to delegate <laughs> and just like talk to the clients. Um so I'm really good at explaining techie things to clients. Um but and now I love being able to do everything myself, which is really holding me back because I'm not like ready to grow a team because i'm like no but i want to design everything myself
1: and i want to do that. and you outsource the things that you don't enjoy doing do the yeah, things, that you yeah. things i think there comes a the 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 point
0: where you have to force yourself to outsource a little bit more probably i know it's going to come but for yeah. now i'm really happy with where i am
1: that's good Happy's good that's what you want to be that's why we all start our own businesses is because we want to do what we love and get to work with people that yeah. we love as well Yeah. So,
0: how did you start building your brand?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um. I started building my brand, I would say, funny enough, by going to local networking events, I think. And I talk about a lot in my business about how your brand is all encompassing. So I think a lot of people think of a brand as like, oh, it's just my colors or it's just my logo. And I always say that it's it's so much more than that. It's everything from how you write an email to how you show up in person to the clothes you wear when you show up in person to, you know, how you are on Zoom calls, how you talk, how you write. All of these things encompass your brand. So I think um, I've always been a total girly girl. I love pink. I That's me. And that's not to say that all my clients are like that. I have clients from all different um, walks of life and design aesthetics. Um, but I think building my own brand really started with me kind of leaning into owning who I was and who I am. And just that, I think when I was... There was a point in my life where I was a little bit, not like ashamed, but I think like a lot of us are scared of showing up authentically because of fear of being judged and really, you know, what if people don't like me or they don't take me as seriously? And so I think um, when I was ready to kind of leave corporate and just really stepping into who I am as this fun, bubbly, outgoing, girly girl um, and going to networking events where I was able to just really show up authentically. And then that way I connected with other women who also had the same values as me. And you know, we started building these relationships. And I think that's really where my brand started is with these relationships that I started nurturing in person. And then that's where I was able to find my first, I would say, dream client here. She runs a fashion truck. And yeah, she took a chance on me. And then I started realizing that like, that's exactly who I wanted to work with. And with that came knowing who my ideal dream client was. And then I was able to lean into my brand more. And then, of course, came all of the visuals and the website and, of course, the brand colors and fonts and all of that fun stuff. But I think by starting with that really solid foundation of getting clear with like who I was and who I wanted to serve, it really helped me set myself up for success from the beginning.
0: I love that. And also that, um, you know, I could get started before having everything figured out. And I think that's yeah. so important because a lot of people, they feel like, no, I can't do that yet because I haven't figured out my niche. I can't start on my website yet because I need that first. Or, um, I can't really do a photo shoot because I'm not, I don't, haven't finished that training yet or whatever it is. Right. Um, you that's- just have to get started. And I think you also have. You probably realize that, and I mean I, that's like what happened to me is like my brand is always evolving. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, you have some um, things in place, and I'm not going to switch my color scheme like 180 degrees tomorrow. Yes. But you like 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 I added a, a new color last year yes. because I realized I need something a little bit stronger and less like soft. <laughs> so I like mean, things like thing that. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so um, I think we wanted to talk about like five steps to get started um, to make your brand stand out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, love, I, I like step by step things to share because totally. it's so actionable to, if you like, with my audience. Yeah,
1: yeah definitely. I think so too. Yeah, I had five ways to make your brand stand out. Um, number one, which kind <laughs> of ties into what we were just talking about, is really getting clear on who you are. So, while, yeah, you don't need everything. Set in stone before you start working on things like your website or showing up for your audience. I do think it's important to know who you are. What do you What do you want to be known for? What makes you unique and different? What are your core values? Um, I know you know a lot of your audience are yoga teachers, right? So there's and I this is this is in every industry, but every industry nowadays is so saturated. There are so many yoga teachers, graphic designers, photographers, you name it. So what makes you different, right? Why are people going to want to practice with you? Or what are you going to bring that's different? You know, I, some of my favorite yoga teachers are really, you know, I have one that I love who she's really fun and bubbly, and she's always giggling the occasional F bomb, which is just hilarious. And then I have another one, you know, who is, has, has, softer and gentler and then another one who like loves all of the mantra and we sing and chant and we talk about mythology and learn about the stories and so what makes you different how do you want to what do you want to be known for you know and not just like another yoga teacher that you're going to blend into the crowd because that's really how you're going to stand out and set yourself up for success from the beginning and be able to connect with those dream clients who come across you and you're like yes I connect with her I want to practice with her
0: I know. And it can feel so overwhelming thinking about those questions and really something that you always keep putting off. At least that was me. <laughs> and wow. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I was like, oh, no, no, I don't. I just want to I just want to do my thing here. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> so I don't want to think about like the hair color of my ideal customer. I don't teach that anymore. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I think that's a little better. <laughs>
1: I do have a freebie on my website that is creating your your brand persona, but I don't think I talk about hair color. It's, like, it's age, yeah. like what their core values are, what their fears are, what you know their goals are, that kind of thing. And
0: that's so much more important, like focus on the struggles, the problems they are having. Yeah, but that's like what I learned um, back in the days. And sure, yeah. um, <laughs> No, but um, yeah, just don't overthink it. Just ask some people. Maybe ask some friends or some students, hey, what do you think makes me special?
1: hundred percent. Yeah, I think I I teach that, too, to my um, clients and students is to just ask people, you know, what are three words that you think of when you think of my brand or my teaching style or me? Right. And then that'll start to give you a better idea of your brand spirit and personality. And that is what you're going to carry through your brand and website and all of these touch points.
0: I think what can also help is when you imagine other people that, you know, like another yoga teacher, it's so much easier sometimes to do that for other people. That exercise instead of ourselves, and oh, yeah. you know, like your example with that bubbly yoga teacher. And then, if you would have a website with just very muted, pastelic colors and like black and white pictures, that probably wouldn't be a good fit, right? Exactly. So, exactly. So it's really easy to see when you look at other people, and that can help you also see yourself better. I think
1: definitely, and that's one of the things that I do with my clients. Whenever we do. Um, projects together and even with my courses I teach them to do you know industry research figure out who your peers are what do you like what do you not like about them how do you how are you going to stand out how are you going to be different
0: yeah great so step number one know yourself
1: Yeah, get really clear on who you are. And step number two is know your audience. So get clear on your audience. So just as much as you want to know who you are, you want to know who you're serving, right? Um, I have heard, I believe Jenna Kutcher talks about this. She talks about you want to whisper to your ideal client and not just be shouting to the masses. And so you want to know. And I want to say that yoga can be a little bit more challenging versus like something like what I do is I'm very clear. Like I work with female entrepreneurs who have small businesses, whereas yoga is much more of a universal, um, universal practice. Yeah. But that said, you know, I think you can get clear on, you know, are you wanting to, offer virtual services. So you're really catering to people who work nine to fives, who have an hour at lunch and want to get in a yoga class or the people who are really busy and want to be doing like quick, you know, 20 minute practices or the people who are looking to deepen their practice and want to really learn more about mantra and mythology and, you know, know the Sanskrit words for all the poses and all of that, you know, so getting clear on who your ideal client is and like, what kind of people come to your class, right? Like, you know, of course, And of course, here's the thing too, to remember is just because you get clear on your ideal client, and we were just talking about this before as well, just because you talk to them doesn't mean you're not going to reach other people, right? I think a lot of people worry that if they are too specific, then they're going to miss out on other people. But I, funny enough, like, so I say I work with female entrepreneurs who have their own businesses. So funny enough, the husband of the yoga teacher who I did her and website wants a website for his hockey business. So I'm going to do his website. And you know, it just all works out, right? It doesn't mean that you are completely alienating a whole market, but at the same time, like that's not a bad thing. You're not trying to reach everybody in the world, right? There's plenty of yoga teachers who have different vibes and personalities are going to connect with different people and that's important right that's why you want to lean into who you are because they're going to connect with you and want to come and practice with you
0: yeah I think the challenge for a lot of yoga teachers is first they're afraid to um, put themselves in a box and that's- then of course it but I want to help everybody yoga is for everybody and yeah and that's like yeah great but that's not going to help you really especially online build Uh a business like when you're teaching locally there's a natural selection exactly so but when you want to teach online and you're creating content you really have to niche down a little bit and it can be really simple it can be um, something like yoga for beginners and Uh it doesn't mean that you can't do anything else like teach meditation or you're going to evolve as well but then you can even niche it out further yoga for beginners in spanish or nice. yoga for beginners, um, for for busy mom, who like <laughs> beginners in Spanish, yeah. and cool. um, yeah, and a lot of yoga teachers also it's like a specific thing is that they are really multi passionate entrepreneurs. Like, you know, like, so they do so many. Every yoga teacher I know is like, okay, you teach yoga, Vindyasa, then you teach yoga, then you also have, like, meditation courses, ah. then you or maybe also got into aromatherapy, and you're just doing now a new training on cacao ceremonies or, I don't know, a yoga therapy. And um, so they're afraid to niche down. But um, when you niche down, it doesn't mean that you can't do all the other things as well, and was always evolved. So it's always going to be something that you can add on, like when you do online classes, of course you can offer different kinds of workshops and stuff um, yeah. and then see what works best. I think it's great, especially when you're just starting out to experiment. And I think when you're just starting out, you have that freedom to experiment and to see what works and what gets the best feedback, what people are engaging with. And that can help you really think about, okay, this is something where I want to create an online course with. Or something. Definitely.
1: Yep, I couldn't agree more. And I think that there's something so special and exciting about how unique and different we all are. And I just lately I've been thinking about that a lot about how just we all bring something different and special to this world. And that's why we all need to show up authentically as ourselves because the world needs who you're meant to be.
0: How the world is craving authenticity.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people are yeah. so drawn to that. And you know, you just can't help but like want to be around people energetically, and I know in, you know, this yoga and wellness community, we're all so attuned to energy and the energy of people. And you can tell when you're in somebody's presence and they're not showing up authentically versus when somebody's showing up as who they're meant to be. Even if you don't necessarily like align with that person hundred percent, you can just kind of like be like, okay, I appreciate you and how you're showing up authentically. We might not be the perfect fit, but that's okay. And a lot of times then you are just really like, drawn like you become magnetic to your ideal clients when you show up as who you're meant to be.
0: Yeah, I think you have to be brave enough to really um repel people <laughs> who yeah. are not going to be who are not going yeah. to like you. So don't be vanilla or yeah, or be a person stand yeah. up for something. Exactly. So, I love that. So that was number 2.
1: Number 2. Number 3, which I guess we kind of started talking about this, so we maybe jumped the gun a little, bit is show, show your personality and don't be shy and own it. Right. And so again, just being able to show up and we really did just dive into this, but another example, for example, is, um, the yoga teacher friend of mine who will drop the F-bomb in class. We all love it. Like her diehard yoga community is, it's just funny. And then we all burst into giggles and it's just, it's, it's in a light, playful, hearted way, but then there's, you know, there are people who have like quote unquote complained. And, you know, obviously like that leans into the fact that like, she's not their cup of tea, right? Or like, she loves to talk about mythology and the stories and you know, the Sanskrit um, words of all the poses. And and me as somebody who's looking to deepen my practice, like I love that. And I just get so much sort of learning the names of all of the different asanas and being able to hear like the mythology, you know, behind Hanuman and why, you know, the poses were named after these different gods and goddesses. And I just think that's really fascinating. And I love that. And so does everybody who practices with her. But then there's also people who like, aren't quite at that stage of their practice who really do see yoga as just something, you know, to help them meditate or get some exercise or counterbalance their workout. And there's kind of that like wide spectrum of yogis across the world um, and different levels that they're at in their practice, which is why showing your personality and really getting clear on what you offer and who you are is so is so important. And that really is going to help you stand out and help you get really clear too as you build your website and brand, right? Because like we were talking about, you're not just going to build some like generic website that then people land on and they're like, oh, this looks like every other website or yoga teacher website, right? They're going to land on it and be like, oh, that is like... I can see Suzanne in that website. Like this is her. Or people land on my website and they're like, oh, this is Danielle. Like I, you know, I talk about being your business bestie. And I have little quotes that say, like, hey, girl, or I have references to Legally Blonde and all of these little personality snippets that really just tie into, you know, who I am. And if somebody lands on my website, my website is is me in a website. And that's what I want for all of the clients and entrepreneurs that I work with because that's how you're going to stand out.
0: Even now on Zoom, you can't see her, guys, but I can. She has like the pinkest fingernails you've ever seen.
1: And some pink pinks in the background. I can see that. Oh, yeah. My walls are pink. I am not wearing pink right now only because then I find I like blend into my walls, but I mean my nails are pink, like I my water bottles pink, like
0: it, yeah, it's I love it, yes. Um, you know, what oh. I always teach my um students is um you have to sh- the best the fastest way to show your personality, the easiest way is to 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 go on camera, to do videos. Ah. and I struggle so much with that. Oh my god, I still do a little bit. It's getting better. So it's always Work in progress, like everything, um, you get better with practice, you just have to do it. So, do you have any tips on that?
1: Yeah, um, like you said, practice just showing up, doing it, setting yourself a time, um, you know, giving yourself a little challenge, like, okay, I'm going to show up on stories, uh, once a day for five days straight, or even things like, you know, I'll, I'll even do this is like a time lapse of my yoga practice, and then you know, you can show that and then talk about it, right? Or like share. Sometimes having a plan to like being like, okay, I'm going to share one yoga asana or one meditation or guiding people, you know, doing an Instagram live where you guide people through a meditation or a quick 10 minute practice or, and then, and then too, is something like that. A, you feel comfortable because that's your zone of genius is yoga, teaching yoga and your yoga practice. And then also people get a little sense and a little taste of your teaching style and then they are more inclined to go you know, practice virtually with you or seek you out in person and come practice in studio or if you do offer courses they can really start to connect with you so i think doing something that you feel comfortable with you know even if you were not super comfortable on camera talking about an upcoming course or workshop or something that gets you excited and that people can see that come through. Because I think when you're feeling excited, that comes through on camera. And if you're talking about something that you're not excited about, you know, you're going to suddenly talk very monotone and people, you know, you're going to lose people, right? With that lack of passion. And you obviously are passionate about what you do, and how what you're bringing to this world. So I want you to share that I, one of the things I have said, um, is like, as a yoga teacher, you are making the world a better place. Like as students, we want what you have to offer, right? You make our lives better. And I just want to like drill this home that I think a lot of yoga teachers have trouble, you know, selling or marketing because they feel kind of like, you know, a little bit like, oh, like that marketing salesman kind of thing. And I just want you to like totally put that in the back of your brain and like never think of it again because it's so not true like I want people to know what you're doing because I think you know we're all these light workers that are making the world a better place through our yoga practice and coming together as one and I think it's so special and magical and I just want more people to know about what you do and what you're offering
0: I think it would be a beautiful world if we would have a lot of commercials about yoga and mindfulness and health instead of like pharmaceuticals or something, right?
1: Yeah. So So there's nothing bad about that. Yeah. So stop selling, start inviting. Yeah. Oh, I (laughs) I love that. I love that. Stop selling, start inviting. Yes.
0: I love what you said. And um, I think because you had so many great examples, what um, I think really helps is like creating a plan. Like little content calendar, put it on your calendar, and then you have to do it. So that's what's helping me. And what also helped me, and this is a tip I shared with my students um, in my last Q&A, is to get more on like on camera, on social media, was just to Instagram stories because it's yeah. just like one minute. Um, you can use a filter if you don't want to put on makeup, you're feeling too lazy or something, if you're not like looking your best. <laughs> I mean, we all know that feeling, right? Um, and, and not really pro-filter. I think it's great to show up authentic and and like your real self. But uh, come on, they can be helpful. Before you don't go on camera, use a filter, yeah. I would say so and have fun with them and play around with them and just like share like like one minute like what's going on in your day or something that's new and and yeah so that really helped me actually get more confident on camera
1: and i 100 percent and i think that actually perfectly leads into my fourth tip of creating consistency and cohesiveness across your brand so consistency by showing up every week consistently right and like eight or nine times out of 10, I'm not wearing makeup when I show up on Instagram stories, because that's just not, I work from home every day and I don't put on a full face of makeup. And, you know, if I do, maybe it's like a little bit of mascara or something. Yeah. Again, just showing up as authentically who you are, right? Like there's yeah. no, again, there's nothing wrong with using a filter. That's still showing up authentically. Like there's lots of fun filters out there. And it's also you know. fine. If
0: you feel like, um, if you need like to have proper hair and makeup to ah. go live, you do that. You do you, oh. right? So, um, yeah. not everybody likes that you don't have to like that but yeah it yeah. works
1: you can like things across the spectrum too I don't think one is less or more authentic than the other like I have a photo shoot next week and I'm getting hair and makeup done just because like yeah. I want to for my photo shoot but I don't do that every time I show up in Instagram stories but sometimes I do have makeup on if I'm you know it just it's just being authentic and like there's not one that's more authentic than the other but I think definitely showing up consistently and not just like once and then, you know, not for a while. And I even have friends who have a friend um, who's in human design. So she's in the wellness sphere as well. And she's, you know, struggles with an autoimmune disease. So she'll come on camera and be like, Hey, look, you guys, like I had planned to show up and do this live today, but I'm just really not feeling hundred percent. Here's why I will come up tomorrow. And just, again, another way of being authentic and just sharing with your audience, like what you're going through and that you are a real human being. Um, And I think that that is another way to just really connect with your audience. Um, But yeah, cohesive, so consistency and then cohesiveness is the other part of that. So really thinking of all of your different touch points across your brand. So from your website to your emails to showing up in stories to, yeah, again, even how you teach in person or how you shop on Zoom and just making sure that, you know, once you are showing up authentically, that you are across all of these platforms. Right. And Suzanne made a good point that she said, you know, although you can't see me, like I am my brand, like I'm in my pink office with my pink nails and like, you know, this bubbliness. And I just, (laughs) it's not like you go to my website and then you hop on a call with me and you're like, this is not the same person. Right. Because that's where you start to lose a big thing is building that like, no one, no like and trust factor with your audience. And if it feels very disconnected or if somebody lands on your Instagram page and you know, you have these beautiful, soft, earthy tones of like blues and greens and just these really like peaceful, serene photos of, you know, you doing you know, yoga on a beach or like your apartment that's full of plants. And then they land on your website. And it's like very like harsh red, you know, intense colors and like all black and white photos. They're going to be like, this isn't the same brand. This isn't the same person. Where's that disconnect? And you're going to lose your audience, right? Cause they're going to feel that, That trust is going to be broken because you have there's that lack of cohesiveness and that lack of brand consistency.
0: But it doesn't have to be complicated to create that, right? Do you have a few tips how to get that? No,
1: it doesn't have to be complicated at all. And I think that's why getting really clear and then creating a visual identity. So having like, I know we talked about how your brand is so much more than just your colors and your logo, but having that brand spirit that we talked about that comes from getting really clear on who you are. So those like key words, right? Like, you know, if it is like Feminine, bubbly, fun. Okay, well, looking at your different touch points and seeing, like, okay, is this, does this speak to those three brand words? Or if it's like calm, serene, meditative, okay, does this photo or does this caption or does this email, does this website, does it speak to that? Right. And using the same kind of, you know, we talked about filters, using the same kind of filters or editing style across your different photos that you use in different places, whether that's an email or Instagram or your website. And so as you start to get clear on that initial like foundation and that research and strategy upon which then you build your brand identity and get clear on your colors and your fonts, and then you have these different elements to work with, being able to kind of use the same across the board so if you're using colors or graphics or textile trying to make sure that you are just being consistent and you're not using like totally different colors and editing styles and just different elements like everywhere and creating this kind of mishmash of a brand just again being clear on who you are and showing up authentically with these different brand elements
0: yes i love that that's really good tips um I think, what was, was that already like the last
1: tip? That was number four. Yeah, and number, that was number
0: four. That was number four. And number
1: five to wrap up here um, is to build and nurture relationships. So we've been talking a lot about showing up authentically and consistently. And that is ultimately so you can build relationships. And this is important in any industry, but I think especially in the wellness and yoga industry, just because it is such a personal industry, it is so important. At the end of the day, like I say, like business and your brand is all about the relationships that you build and just nurturing that. And, you know, again, like with referrals, right. You know, there's so many, I have referred so many friends to teachers that I know or vice versa, and really just being able to connect with your audience. And that's what's going to keep them coming back. That's what's going to keep them taking your classes and telling their friends about your classes or signing up for your course because they love practicing with you. And basically just want like everything that you offer is because you've taken that time to build that relationship with them.
0: Yes. And that also fits in like with consistently, like for example, sending like a newsletter at least mm-hmm. once a month and connecting to your students or when they went to your retreat last year, maybe give them like an early bird discount when they, uh, when they sign up b- before you even communicated to everybody else or, yeah. or a bring a friend discount or whatever. You know, like something that can be really some ways to appreciate the relationship that you already build with your students, with your existing students. So make them feel really special.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Or even, you know, sending, it can be something as simple as just maybe sending them a little direct message on Instagram, asking them how they're doing, or, you know, if they practice with you that day virtually, ask them after, you know, how did you enjoy practice? Or asking your students if they have any um, requests for practices, right? Like, that's so fun. I know some teachers that I practice with virtually will do that, and they'll ask for requests. And then, you know, when you get to practice the thing that you requested, you just feel special, right? And you, there's just building that relationship.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip too. Or share playlists. Or yeah, yeah, there's so many ways, so many ways to have fun.
1: Totally. And the and playlist um, is another fun one that is showing up authentically because then people get to see yeah. you know, what you listen to. Yeah. And, you know, oh, we love the same kind of music or I love practicing to this playlist. And again, just it's like a conversation starter as well.
0: I think a lot of people think that, Online, you don't have that, which is so not true, right? I mean, I've built really great relationship with students of mine just from having like weekly Q&A calls. And then when it's over, I really miss them. It's totally. <laughs> just a, a digital relationship. I've never met them in person. But you feel really connected, it, and it's not only happening like in real life in the yoga studio or on a mm-hmm. retreat, you can really build that online. And then I think it's also when it gets really gratifying, when you get that feedback and you, when you feel that connection yourself, because otherwise you feel like you're shouting out something into the world it can feel really lonely and like, you're not getting anywhere. But when you get, start getting feedback, getting something back, then it really gets, yeah. When it starts to get fun as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The virtual yoga classes I do, we all kind of log on like five to 10 minutes early and chat. And I think especially, you know, in today's world, it's, it's great. You know, that we have people in Germany that join the practice and then we have people like all across Canada and in the States. And it's just really great to be able to have those connections. And not only, and I think this is such a great, amazing thing that, you know, yoga teachers can do is you're bringing, you're creating this community. So not only are students building that relationship with you, but they're building that relationship and community with others uh, through your help and you're making this possible. And so, it makes them want to show up even that much more because you've built this incredible community of yogis and humans and it's just so special. And it's something that everybody looks forward to.
0: Yes. It's a very different experience to like a YouTube video or like this perfectly curated yoga videos on other moves or somewhere else.
1: Yeah, exactly. So,
0: yeah, I love that too. So that's really beautiful. So, and it's it's really so simple, guys. It doesn't have to be complicated to build your brand and you don't really have to overthink it and spend like months or something developing your brand. You can just get started and just like do baby steps yep. and always evolve mm-hmm. and never has to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect too. It's never going to be perfect.
1: <laughs> I'm still not perfect. I'm still no. tweaking things and like
0: yeah <laughs> i was so bad when i started my first online business i d- didn't think about branding at all i just used i think the the default color that came with the theme <laughs> and, and a cheap logo from one of those logo websites
1: yep. <laughs> <laughs> we all start somewhere honestly it's hilarious. exactly just it was, it was more a hobby and it just started yeah and i learned yeah. so much right Exactly. You're always going to be changing and evolving. I look back at like my first website versus now. And it's just, it's, yeah, even like my clients for some of my first client websites that I did that now a few years later, we're like updating their website. And I'm like, I can't believe this was like a website that I did four years ago, because now it's like night and day.
0: (laughs) I love doing that, like for famous people, like famous entrepreneurs. Do you know that website, Website Archive? where no. you can go back to website like Marie Forleo's website from 2010. It looks nothing like it does today or something. It's I totally amazing. It. It's, I love that website. Oh my gosh, I'm totally
1: going to go check it's that out. Really, it's uh, really, it's yeah. really, you can
0: go way, way back. It's so much fun. Sometimes oh. they don't really load because then you know like, they haven't saved the pictures or something. Sometimes it can take a little bit to find out like a page, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun way. Like yeah, search for um website archive or way That's back machine, okay. I think.
1: Okay. I'll look it up. (laughs) That
0: sounds funny. Yeah.
1: That'll be, that'll be a good, good little activity.
0: (laughs) Do you have any other resources that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, definitely. So
1: I have actually a full uh, free resources page on my website. So there's um, a whole bunch of different resources. Like I talked about that um, brand persona um, worksheet and I have a visual identity checklist. I have a website design, um, got a, website design tips on there. And then I have a branding blueprint, which is a nine page um, freebie that talks about, I know we were talking about how it can be a bit hard to know what questions to ask yourself at the beginning to really get clear on who you are and your industry. So that has those questions that you can ask yourself, which is really handy and you can fill it all out and really just help you get started on your branding journey. But that's um, danielleconnor.com forward slash free dash resources add the link to the, to the show notes as well. Uh, Great. I have one last question, actually.
0: Um, Did you start your business using your name or did you have a different?
1: Yeah, I am funny. I just had this conversation with somebody the other day too funny, but yeah, I always started using my name. I, um, it just always felt very natural to me. There wasn't anything that I really wanted my business name to be. And I think a lot of people think that they need to have a different business name. And I just, for me, one of my big core values is relationships and just connecting with people. And so I love that I get to do that in my, under my own name. And it just felt very natural to me. And so I don't think, yeah, I think as a yoga teacher too, you know, people are connecting with you. You know, I'm a graphic designer, but at the end of the day, like if people just want, a designer or just a logo there's a million places where they can get it the reason why they're going to come to me is because they connect with who i am and want to work with me and my name is danielle connor right and so i think um yeah i think just do what feels right to you i know there's some designers who have a name and they love that and they really um lean into that like but a studio
0: think, name or something yeah, yeah exactly
1: yeah. but i feel like for a lot in the wellness unless it's like a studio i would Uh, my inclination would be to use your name because people are going to want to practice with you. And you're the one, you're the yoga teacher.
0: That's what I always um, teach my students too. I actually didn't do that when I started, I had like, first I had like uh, already like a yoga retreat directory and travel blog. So that was happy yoga travels. And then when I started offering marketing for yoga teachers, I called it happy yoga marketing. Oh! And I was never in love at that time, and then when I like a year later, I changed it and rebranded it, to use my name. And wow. yeah, so my business has grown ever since, and I just it feels better. It really feels better, and wow. I think also as a yoga teacher, you know, I, I know so many yoga teachers who. Kind of switch what they're teaching. So after a few years, you might not want to teach yoga anymore. You might become a life coach, or you might yeah. want to get into only teach meditation. And then when you have like a name like Shine Yoga or something, it might feel limiting. It is, and yeah, you can change it, but it's 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 really a little bit of a pain in the ass. So yeah. using um, you your name that's probably going to stay with you. It's really it's so much better.
1: Exactly. It's you. It's it's not it, your name is as much you as you can get. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I love that I, you started with your name. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It always felt just just right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> is there anything else I should have asked you that you still want to share or talk about?
1: I don't think so. I think we kind of covered the spectrum of you know great branding tips and tricks and some easy ways to help you stand out in your industry. And I think. Yeah, just getting really clear on who you are, knowing your audience, showing up authentically and just showing your personality, not being shy to really own who you are. And then that makes it easy to show up and be consistent and cohesive if you are showing up as yourself because you're not trying to be anybody else. And then you can build these relationships based on this authentic, honest foundation because you're not trying to be anybody else and you're building these authentic honest relationships with your community. And they're really going to be able to feel that and sense that. And that's how you are going to grow your business ultimately.
0: It's, just, it's really important. It's a really, it's like a strong foundation that yeah. you need to have in place. Exactly. If there comes a time where there's just no way around. You need to start working on your brand.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And I, I mean, even whether you think you are or not from day one, you're working on your brand. You are, especially as a yoga teacher and as an entrepreneur, you know, we are our business. So yeah. you, you are your brand through and through. You are a brand, business.
0: even if you haven't defined it yet. People are exactly. seeing you as a brand. I don't know yeah. who, who said that quote, like um, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. <laughs> exactly. hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Yeah. It's how people talk about you. Yeah. Thank you so much for um, sharing all your wisdom and expertise. I really appreciate it. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, this has been really, really awesome. It was really cool to learn more about you as well and yeah. your journey.
1: So, thank you. Thank you so much.